0: ongoing turmoil on liberal American campuses has claimed its first casualty. That is the president of University of Pennsylvania, Elizabeth McGill. She's resigned on the eve of the meeting of her board of trustees, which was to take a call on her future. Now, while she's resigned, the board at Harvard University, however, finally, uh, they, they thought through it overnight, but finally they decided to not ask Claudine Gay to leave as president. She continues in her job and she meanwhile put a little apology or note of, note of apology on Harvard Crimson as well. Sally Kornbluth, Sally Kornbluth is the president of MIT. So these are the three topmost, among the three topmost American universities. All three are in turmoil. Why? All three, all three are in turmoil because they saw they saw. Angry protests by pro-Palestinian and anti-Israeli students on their campuses after after October 7. In some cases, on some campuses, even before the Israeli attacks on on Gaza started, there were celebratory rallies. Also, after Hamas's attacks, oh, it's a combination of all of that. And then, then the Congress decided to hold hearings. several hours of day to ask these presidents how come they did not take any action against students who were carrying out these rallies and who were saying and doing things that the jewish students and faculty might have found might have found offensive or or to use that expression that is that 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 describes it more precisely anti-semitism anti-semitism is is the hatred or the dislike of people who come from one seat one language, one culture, however, however however, many countries they might originally come from. It's a, it's a loose translation, but essentially today anti-Semitism means hate of the Jews or hate speech about the Jews or policies directed against the Jews, that is anti-Semitism targeting them for their religion, their faith and their culture. That's anti-Semitism. So the presidents of these key universities faced charges from really, really angry and I I would say very well homework. So in the American system of English, you can you can make a verb out of anything. For example, one verb I'm seeing all the time in this debate is lawyer. So I'm so I'm reading. That the defenders of these three presidents, who made a mess of their hearings or their testimonies, their defenders are saying that they were over lawyered. They were lawyered too much. So if somebody can say over lawyered, I can also say very well homework. So these Congress members were very well homeworked, and they asked tough questions. So the questions that got these presidents into trouble were quite basic. So the same questions were repeated to all three of them. I can repeat for each one. I can just, I can just give you the example from one. So this is Congresswoman Elise Stefanik. Elise Stefanik is a Republican Congresswoman from New York. She is asking in this case, Elizabeth McGill of University of Pennsylvania. The one who's resigned, the only one who's resigned. Question that she asked, for example, Elise Stefanik asked Elizabeth McGill. Identical questions were asked of the other two of Conflict and and gay as well. So number one is calling for genocide of Jews. Does it does does that constitute bullying or harassment? McGill responded, and I quote from the testimony. If it is directed and severe per- and pervasive, then it is harassment. Then Stefanik asks again. So the answer is yes. McGill says it is a context dependent decision, Congresswoman. Stefanik then says, sort of explains that's your testimony today. Calling for genocide of Jews is depending upon the context, right? And and other other hearings also, the difficult parts of other hearings also went in the same direction. In fact, in the hearing with Claudine Gay, the Harvard president, Congresswoman Stefanik, Republican Party, and, and a Harvard graduate herself. And I'll tell you a little bit about her. She, in fact, said to her, you should resign. You must resign. So this is a Congresswoman in a congressional hearing, in a congressional testimony asking the president of Harvard to resign she hasn't yet done so she hasn't been fired yet as well although there are demands there are demands and there are campaigns in fact 70 members of the congress 70 members of the congress cutting across party lines that is in a bipartisan way 70 members of the congress have signed a joint statement a joint statement condemning the performance of these three. President. Elizabeth Maykel resigned on the eve of the on the eve of his of her board of trustees meeting. Shortly after announcing her resignation, the chairman of the board, Scott Block, Scott L. Block, he resigned as well. So, University of Pennsylvania now has a now has an officiating chairperson who will who will not be there for long. She cannot be there for long because she's also the chair of a large. Jewish organization, expected large Jewish organization as well. Now, what is it that the chairman of the board, the chairperson of the board, has said at UPenn about about Elizabeth Magill's resignation or her departure? He says, and I quote, she was worn down by months of relentless external attacks. She was not herself last Tuesday. Tuesdays when the hearings took place. She was over prepared and over-lawyered, given the hostile forum and high stakes she produced a legalistic answer to a moral question and that was wrong, right? And then he goes on to say she made it made for a dreadful 30 second soundbite in what was what was more than five hours of testimony. In any case, in any case, Elizabeth Megill lost her job. What did Stephanik say, Congresswoman Elise Stephanik? She says, one down, two to go, and I quote again from her, she says, this is only the very beginning of addressing the pervasive rot of anti-Semitism that has destroyed the most prestigious higher education institutions in America. This forced resignation of the president of Pennsylvania University is the bare minimum of what is required. The fact, however, is, which also must be stated, that Elise Stefanik is a Harvard graduate. Not only is she a Harvard graduate, but as a Harvard graduate who who achieved some position in public life. She was also a member of the Harvard Institute of Politics, and that's where she was turfed out because of the position she took on the last presidential election in America. You know what happened on the Tamasha with Trump not accepting defeat. She took that position. In fact, she is known to be somebody who used to be rather on the calmer side of the Republican Party, but turned on fully on the MAGA side of Make America Great Again side. And that's the reason she also got toughed out at Harvard. She might be carrying some of that anger as well. In fact, on her social media handles, in place of alma mater, instead of saying Harvard University, she now just says caving to the woke left. So we need to know that background as well. Now this performance by these presidents, it brought to her something that had been building that had been building for some time. A lot of the donors at, of these universities happen to be Jewish. At the same time, a lot of the donors also happen to be very liberal liberal also donors of the Democratic Party. But this outburst on liberal campuses has upset them as well. So this has this has bridged the divide between left and right when it comes to those who contribute to these campuses. So if you see a youth for example, (coughs) Mark Rowan, who, who, who runs Apollo Global Management, a big firm with a lot of money and a big contributor to this university and many more. He's been giving calls to donors to pull out their money. Not only is he influential here and a contributor, he's also the chair of the Wharton Advisory Board. Wharton, as we know, is the business business college run by Pennsylvania U- University, University of Pennsylvania. Then Ronald Lauder, Ronald Lauder is the Lauder in St. Lauder, the high, high fashion brand. He has been talking about pulling out his money. And Ross Stevens, who owns a big hedge fund, he has already announced that he's pulling out $100 million of donations from Pennsylvania U- University in protest against rising anti-Semitism and the inability of the university to control it or to or to punish students and others who might be guilty of it. So this has got faculty worried everywhere because faculty at UPenn, as faculty at Harvard, MIT and other liberal campuses, they also value their academic freedom. They don't like the idea of their presidents now being thrown out or being muscled out under funders' pressure, but that has now become a reality. And as you would expect, this has also opened the flanks of these liberal campuses to the Republicans, because all this while the Republicans have been chasing, Republicans have been seeing Republicans and the American right. They've been seeing these campuses as the hope of the woke left, which is fundamentally and deeply opposed to them, which in their view, even dehumanizes them. After all, somebody did call Trump's people the deplorables, isn't it? So they've now got an opportunity to hit back. I read an article from Nicholas Confessor in New York Times, and I will share many of these articles with you. You can read these at leisure. And he says in that article that so far the Republican right had seen with some dismay a decade upon decade this thing building up. So first decade was decade of political correctness, then the decade of social justice and now vocism. And Initially, or until now, they might have thought because they had tried using it in their campus, the business of work left on campuses, but they had not found great popular support. And they had pretty much got tired of it and had given up on it. So they might have thought that these were just academic facts or harmless zeal. But now they see and I quote that outbreaks of campus anti-Semitism is a symptom of radical ideas that they long warned about. So they've got an opportunity and they think that this is an opportunity for them to change the script. That's where that's where there is a quote from representative or or Congresswoman Virginia Fox, who's a Republican from North Carolina and Virginia Fox says, and I quote, what I am describing is a grave danger inherent in assenting to the race based ideology of the radical left. And again, she goes on to say, And I quote, institutional anti-Semitism and hate are among the poison fruits of your institution's culture. So it is an attack now on the liberal campuses, woke culture. Interesting thing is, in this case, while the Republicans, you would expect them to be angry. Even the Democrats have joined in. So President Joe Biden's spokesman or the White House spokesman Andrew Bates, and he said quite emphatically and unequivocally, and this is the White House spokesman. He said it's unbelievable that it needs to be said calls for genocide are monstrous and antithetical to everything we represent as a country. That is the White House spokesman. And the president, as we know, is a Democrat. Then there are others of the Democratic side. In fact, on the business leaders leader's side, among business leaders, both on the left and the right are now speaking up. Now, to understand what exactly has been happening and how we got here, listen to or read Fareed Zakaria in his latest column. I I will share both versions with you, the text version, as well as the video version. I will only paraphrase from it and tell you a few highlights. And I think we make some very sound and very interesting points, points which should be debated. He says, for example, quoting from author, researcher, opinion maker, Paul Duck, who's written a famous book, The Inequality Machine, how college divides us. It's a, it's a, it's a bestseller in America. Please check out his Twitter page and also the jacket of his book. He says, he says that today among young adults, the, sex appeal of college campuses, college education is really declining. And one reason that's declining is because the colleges have lost their way. They've not become so obsessed with political correctness and DEI, diversity, equity and inclusion as to forget their main calling, their more important calling. In 2013, 74% of young adults in America wanted college education. It was so complicated. By 2019, that number had already come down to 41%. In 2018, 61% of Americans said that higher education in America was heading in the wrong direction. Only 38% said it was headed in the right direction. 2016, 70% of high school graduates were going to college. By at this point, only 61%. So percentage is coming down. And that's why American campuses are losing their market in America, And then Farid Zakaria goes on to say that, that these campuses have been ignoring excellence for too long. Instead, they've been getting caught up in a variety of agendas and these agendas are mostly diversity and inclusion. He also quotes data presented in a Supreme Court hearing in America and that, that's been the famous Supreme Court judgment in America. And that evidence showed that these campuses, these institutions have systematically downgraded merit in favor of racial quota. So that's like saying reservations in the Indian context in place of merit. So even a simple meritocratic examination like SAT, SAT scores everybody knows about. Many of the universities are in fact pushing back at the Supreme Court and saying that they will even do away with SAT scores and find another way of admitting students on their campuses. Again, Farid Zakaria says that humanities are now getting dominated by race and gender subjects and, and studies about marginalized groups. And those teaching, those areas get faculty jobs, those those researching, those areas get fellowships. And in fact, I'll quote a line from him. He says a white man studying U.S. presidency will have a very tough time, has hardly any chance, it's prayer of a chance of getting tenure at a major history department in America. Again, he says that in humanities departments on American campuses, there's been massive great inflation. So at Yale, for example, he says the median grade in humanities departments at Yale is A. And many people, many people can now, many students can now major simply in DEI, that is, diversity, equity, and inclusion. An entire bureaucracy has risen and blown around the DEI idea, and they've now become self-perpetuating. And in the process, political diversity has vanished from American campuses. Then then the example used is that after the George Floyd incident and protest, most campuses took a position that was a political position. It was seen as a politically correct position, but they took a position. But again, Farid says he does not remember any campus taking such a position over 9-11 or even over the war in iraq and that is the reason because they have taken this position over over a period of time and they've gone so far and become so obsessed with what they define as political correctness at the at the expense of political diversity that they are now squirming at these hearings and the conclusion is that because of decades of politicization top colleges in america have become no longer no longer bastions of excellence they've become partisan outfits. What you are seeing right now is a commotion, a big debate, a big controversy in that environment. Among those who spoken out is Sam Altman, who all of you know very well, Open AI, Artificial Intelligence, Big Boss. And he's one of the major donors to the Democratic Party as well. He has said, and I quote, he said this on social media, and I quote, for a long time, I said that anti-Semitism, particularly on the American left, was not as bad as people claim. I'd like to just state that I was totally wrong. But two things have happened because of the of, because of these protests. One, there were celebratory rallies after the Hamas October 7 attacks that made it very difficult for for progressive Jews, progressive Jews who had made common cause with the other progressives of the left because these were progressive Jews who did not particularly agree with the policies and views of many of Netanyahu's very hard right kind of coalition partners. So, it made them defensive now because they didn't know where to look because their liberalism came under question. And also they began to question their own allies on the side of the liberal left, because if they were now, if they were not, not standing up to this anti-Semitism, then what they believed in the liberalism they believed in wasn't quite right. I'm talking about the the progressive Jews. On the other side, it also drove a wedge among the Democrats, Democrats of the liberal side, Sheryl Sandberg, Facebook, as we know, Sheryl Sandberg said that, look, I'm disappointed with women's groups who haven't even spoken out when we've seen revelations and stories and evidence that Hamas used rape as an instrument of war in its October 7 attacks. Effectively, what this means is that college vocism has made a comeback on the U.S. presidential campaign trail. It had disappeared because the Republicans had thought it's not making any sense. It's not finding a wide enough appeal, but it's now back. Nikki Haley, Nikki Haley, the former governor of South Carolina, she has said, and I quote from her, if you think Israel has no right to exist, it is anti-Semitic. She's, of course, gone on to say that if she becomes president, then she'll pass a law making it illegal to say, making it illegal to say, making it punishable or punishable to say that Israel has no right to exist. The wider view in America right now that is dividing even the liberals, because many of the liberals have also begun to introspect a little bit. And the right of course, you would expect them to be celebrating this because they now see it as laying bare of the hypocrisy on the liberal left side. And the view is, and this is the view shared by many on the democratic side as well, that for a long time, there's been indulgence of left-wing sensitivities around race and gender on campuses. The same campuses and same institutions have punished, have severely punished those who were recipients of left anger. And what are the examples we can do? There's an examples. I will only tell you a couple, and also this article in NYT quotes. For example, Harvard deanship, as big a position as that. Harvard deanship was denied to Ronald S. Sullivan, Jr., a black law professor because he joined the legal team of Harvey Weinstein. Right. This led to protests by students and faculty. And yet he was made to lose. He was made to resign his job as a dean. Now the principle in law is the high principle in law is that you should you shall go and defend anybody who needs your professional help because he chose to do that black Harvard University law professor dean lost his deanship because of this. 2021 at MIT. MIT cancelled a planned scientific talk by star geophysicist Dorian Abbott. Why? Because Dorian Abbott's criticism of Affirmative action, right? It's, it's like somebody saying reservation is not a, not a good idea. A scientist says reservation is not a good idea. So you say the scientist cannot come and give a scientific lecture. That's what happened in MIT in 2021. U Law School, U Penn is the one in question right now. U Law School is seeking to impose sanctions or a ban on a tenured professor, Wax, because she made remarks on the academic performance of students of color. Again, the article gives us data from the survey by Foundation of Individual Rights and Expressions that ranks hundreds of colleges and universities in America on the basis of students, right, students' rights and open inquiry. Harvard and Dupin rank at the very bottom in terms of students' rights and open inquiry. That means you can only have one set of views. If you have another set of views, then that you are out or you are cancelled or you are not accepted. That's what this survey shows. The foundation director, Alex Morey has been quoted, quoted as saying that the same administrations are all too willing to censor unpopular stuff on their campuses. It is such a utter hypocrisy. And once again, Republicans have seized on the opportunity. Ron DeSantis, the governor of Florida and sometimes presidential candidate as well, he has, in fact, started a campaign to defund diversity studies and left-wing race theories on campuses, 20 states already, 20 American states. I presume most of these are Republican states. If not all, they've already withdrawn. They've already withdrawn support for DEI programs. DEI stands for diversity, equity, and inclusion. And not only have they drawn support for DEI programs, they've also drawn support for any identity-based hiring practices. Now, we've begun to see some regrets from the people who are in the line of fire. So McGill, for example, although she had to resign, McGill said, look, I went by the Constitution, the God of the Constitution, that speech alone is not, not punishable. And then she then she goes on to say, I was not focused on, and I should have been on the irrefutable fact that a call for genocide of Jewish people is evil, plain and simple. She's now saying she should not have equivocated gay. Claudine Gay of Harvard University, writing in Harvard Crimson, she said, I'm sorry, words matter. Elise the Republican Congresswoman, she's written an article for the Wall Street Journal of which I'll also share it with you. She says in that article that Harvard, Harvard has ban students or punish students for cis, heterosexism, fat phobia, using wrong, wrong pronouns. but. They will, not, they will not punish students for anti-Semitism and for abuse and violence on the campus. And she also uses the expression that this Ivy League is a poisoned Ivy League. She has said that there will be tectonic consequences of this hearing. It will be an earthquake in higher education. Again, look at the democratic side. Sometimes you go back and forth between Democrats and Republicans because on this one, there's, a, there's quite, a of, quite a bit of bipartisanship. On the democratic side, the governor of Pennsylvania, Don Shapiro, he says in, on this issue, no nuance. That means no nuances needed no nuance. What she said, what the president of U Penn said was offensive.